Yeah, some days I feel unfazed Like when I'm with my friends with a cup raised And on Monday, I got a gun raised Suicidal, do a dime till hump day Then I go right back at it like an automatic More drinks, more songs, more beats to rap I need a shrink, I'm gone More time keeps passing, no watch, no thoughts at all Just a hat, new era Rep my P's and those O's Need the Phillies with the orange and black to feel home From Citizens Bank back to Camden Yard To the tale of two cities and trust we go hard Trust we go hard, yes we go hard You said we go hard, I said we go hard Rockin' my Bob Cousy, stockin' up on the loose If the lyrics come easy, but the life is a doozy And yes, I'm choosy, and no, I won't settle But I still take pop off over that kettle Cause I'm talking bigger picture, and yes, I'm gonna hit you with the Hi, my name's Evan uh, Student ID 0131760 uh, So this is The Danger Podcast And I'm here with my groupmate, Aaron Aaron, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name's Aaron. Um, go by student ID 0134023. And today, I will be here to discuss about a topic of British language in social media along with Evan. All right, cool. So, before anything, let's... Uh, how, Aaron, how, long, how often do you use uh, social media? Are you on your phone all day or are you, are you not really an avid user? For me, I would like to say that I'm a social addict. So basically, I just spend my whole time whenever I'm not doing something important, like assignment or anything, I'll just spend time on my phone browsing through social medias, even when I'm, okay, this might be dangerous, driving at times. Oh yeah, my God. I still go through some socials at times because it's just that much fun in social medias. There are so many new things. There are so many random stuff. Basically, it already plays an important role in my life. I see. Well, I can I can say I can basically say the same for myself like you. Like I would use every day like literally first thing I wake up, I check like for, what do you do first thing when you wake up these days? You check your phone, right? You go on, yeah. you either turn off your alarm and you go on Instagram or go on Twitter and you're like, "Oh, what did what's happening today? What's, you know, what's the news, right?" So, yeah, right. Like maybe my crush comments are under my post. <laughs> yeah, man. So, all right. So, I guess the point here is, uh, have you have you ever been a victim of burish la- burish language? You know, have you? Wh- where do you see it, or in what sort of a context do you usually see burish language happening? Well, most of the time, I see it happen under a female's post. Actually, like um, there will be girls posting some pictures about themselves, and there are usually some people who will just judge them for how they look or like. Saying that, oh, I think you kind of got fat. Like, uh, okay. so as in, like, uh, they would judge people for their appearances. So, so yeah, and right there is like fat shaming. Like, that's a that's an issue. That's a social issue at the moment, right? Yeah, but it's not just that. Like, it could it's not just fat shaming. Honestly, it could be anything for them to talk about. Like, people on social media, they are free to say about anything, and they will just not care about your feeling and just attack you. Even though they'll be like, oh, shit, man, you kind of look like, um, you know, a bamboo because you're too thin. No <laughs> offense, though. Okay. Though, even though the things that they say is pretty offensive, but the thing that they could just cover it up by saying no offense. Well, I, I think, uh, well, I, I don't, I, I would, I'll put it this way. It's, I don't think we should take offense to these things. It's, it's more like, uh, it's, it's down to the individual, really. Social media has made it so that everyone can express, express their opinions Clearly, you know, without any consequence or risk, that's how it's meant to be. That's the idea of transparency, I believe, right? But it's because, like, you like you, you talk about, like, these people, you know, sort of insulting, overshadowing. I feel like more than half the time, 
it's a minority's mm-hmm. opinion which overshadows the majority. Like, let's say, let's say Malaysia is a good example, right? So you talked about those people, but I like to think of a more social group. Let's say, you know, bikers, you know, like the, what we call here, yeah, rumpet, right? Yeah. So in, in media, they're always portrayed as like, oh, they're they they just they're they're just like a their neck for trouble, you know? They they just trouble. Yeah, they're just troublemakers, crime, yeah. right? But actually, mm-hmm. when we have accidents in Malaysia. They are the first people to stop by and actually come help you. They'll be like, "Hey, Kenapa? What happened?" Or you know, in English, they'll be like, "What happened? Are you okay? What's happening?" And then whole of them, a whole load of them, would come stop and help you. It's like uh, the other the other time. Have you are you, do you know uh, of the incident in uh, Jalan Ipoh near the Yong Tau Foo place? Uh, I don't really know about any like accident stuff. I don't really keep up with the news, but like, yeah, I understand that like. Um, those so-called rampits, like, is they are being stereotyped as like they only bring disturbance to like the family, like nearby housing area and all. But whenever something happened, right, they are actually willing to help. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand what you're trying to say here. Is that you can't just judge them from one bad side, especially the minority. It's like it goes back to I don't know people like like you said people who like to judge others, right? It's mm-hmm. it's more than half the time us as people. I feel that I think psychologically, like especially uh, if you look at uh, what, what Jordan Peterson says, it's we mm-hmm. tend to always focus on the bad more than the good. Like, t- let's say let's compare, okay? Like you're you're in public. Let's yeah. say you got a haircut. It's like mm-hmm. that sort of like, as an example. Like let's say ten people say, "Oh man, your hair looks amazing, man," but then one guy says, "Oh, your haircut sucks." You're not gonna be thinking about people who said. The good things you're gonna be thinking about that guy who said that your hair looks bad. You're gonna be wondering why. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's just human nature, I guess. Hmm. But still, I still feel like if you have any comments of yourself, like it should be a more proper wording mm-hmm. instead of using boorish language, and it might just hurt one's confidence by the tiniest comments that you have made. Agreed. Agreed. It's it's quite common. You see. Um, I think uh, let's let's talk about something a bit more controversial here. I'd say uh, you you know the whole feud of uh, the LGBT community or even uh, K-pop stands on Twitter, right? Always, yeah. Like I said before, it's about the minority overshadowing the majority. Fans are fine, but there are just people yeah. out there who are being radical. Yeah, they are just being too much. Yeah. Like they are feeling proud. I get. I mean, it's normal. It's no. It's fine to be gay, or it's fine to be lesbian. And yeah, you should be proud of yourself. That's true. But like, not until the extent that you, where you feel like the whole world is against you and you are the only right. Definitely. Yeah. Or, or or when they preach, when they feel alone, when they when it, it gets worse, when you know they they say these things where they try to, they 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 put themselves in such a position where they feel. They feel alone, and then they want to try to force their ideals on other people, and that's sort of defeating the purpose of uh, this whole transparency and openness of social media, and henceforth becomes, you know, a a, a boorish type of language, a bad type of language, where the the message towards people comes off in a really bad way. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, do you know who Fafmi Reza is? Mm, not really. Sorry. Okay. No worries, man. Uh, essentially, in in Malaysia, you know how our politics can be, right? It's it's essentially mm. a joke. You see, parliament. Have you ever seen a, a parliamentary debate? Yeah, I've I've seen a few of that. It's it was kind of hilarious. 
it's it's like uh, they they like to compare it in such a way where yeah, you know in Singapore like they say every other parliament in the world is like a like a like a yoga class like it's so zen but in ours is basically a circus where everyone's like oh oh uh pig pig bobby <laughs> yeah there was even this one time uh they were cursing each other in the parliament and honestly it's kind of stupid not gonna lie especially when you have a whole country's eyes on you it's embarrassing it's it's mm. look at the example you're trying to curate for the new for the newer generation so uh back to the point Fami Reza essentially uh like I think I I told I shared with you before like you know Lars Vilks uh, the guy who yeah. who made like really controversial drawings of uh, the prophet Muhammad who he's yeah. who's meant to have no face or whatever so this mm. guy what he does is that he takes our big politicians right or he takes our prime ministers and he draws them in a really uh not so good sort of way. So, uh, mm-hmm. this, this comes back to boorish language because it's not just by speaking, but even imagery is a form of uh, communication. It, it, it's meant mm. to translate. So, uh, you know, it's meant to provide... It's a way a to express yeah, messages or like their thoughts. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, so, it's a re- it's really, it really is a reflection of how, I don't know, our, our own locals feel about this country. Mm-hmm projected in such a bad way so i don't know do you have uh, any personal experiences of maybe you're, you've been a victim of boorish language you know well in fact i did because okay so look wise i i am i don't look the best and i will just admit here like i'm fat like though i'm trying to slim down or whatever but I, yeah i still got a lot of attack before not just fat shaming and like i have spent almost my whole life on like on the internet regardless of games social medias whatsoever and the amount of toxicity like uh, toxicity and like the, the language they use to attack me honestly it made me go into the down phase where I really feel like I'm completely trash mm. yeah I have been there uh, me too. As a, uh, I, I would I would openly say since uh, you mentioned that, because uh, when I was uh, when I was a lot younger in kindergarten, I was I was a very round kid, so I, I was bullied, and you know these these things happen. But mm-hmm. I feel that you know you receive all these things. It's really down to how you deal these these people these problems. You know, you could yeah. one either become like those Twitter stands who go out and say like, oh this is wrong, or you could go on TikTok and say this is wrong, or how I prefer to do it is that be the better person, you know. Yeah, you, just you, be the better person and neglect it. Yeah, man, that's the way. You instead of result like coming off to just like uh, resulting to being bad, being that guy who has to rant, who has to use these sort of languages, these profanities. Why mm-hmm. not just you know mature, man up? Because you know you're better than these people. You know they're they are insecure for insulting mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you like. For me, I usually I would just take those um offenses as a way that like oh, so he's complaining about this. He's, he's saying that um I'm fat. Okay, so I will just find a way to re- solve the problem that I'm fat. So I will just look forward to like how to slim down, how to get a proper diet, how to get to like a proper workout schedule, etc. Yeah, so in a way. I would say boorish language in social media kind of um, 
crumble me and build me. Hmm. It's like I said before. It's down to the individual. It's how how you take these these words, how you yeah. take these messages, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But considering like most people on the internet that they are more immature because they just feel like it's a space where they could do anything they want. So a lot of stuff happened actually. Like there are people that got crumbled by these languages, by those mean comments and resulted them to seek for the end of a life, which is really, really sad to see, honestly. Well, touchy. It's a it's a very touchy subject, you know. Like uh, taking your own life, it takes a lot of guts. But I think yeah. uh, I I think the problem with so, with media sometimes is that, especially with the new generation, they are they are not taught to take things lightly. You know, I feel like these things happen yeah. because they they really take these things too seriously. Like what people say, because words are just words. How you how you choose to act upon them is is doubt is all on you, really. Mm. But I would say they take it really seriously because to the younger generation where they are very used to technology, unlike older generation, they have their life. They know, they know how to differentiate um, life without in the internet and with the internet. So, yeah, they could differentiate and knowing that, oh, this is just something online. I should just take it seriously. Maybe just joke or something. Even if it offends me, it's fine. But for the younger generation, they spend most of their time on the internet. So it's kind of like a social space for them. It's like back then, okay, for your for our older generation, they're probably like, oh, me and my friends, a group, we're we're hanging out and all every time, talking to each other, and yeah, maybe when they have something that comes from their friends, they might take it seriously too. It's the same thing comes when it comes to like for the younger generation with social media, because this is what they're comfortable with. So they just tend to take everything seriously because. This is just how they live. I think uh, this is this is uh, now gonna be a, a whole topic of uh, culture, really. I think it's. Uh, <clears throat> I've got. I, I, I apologize. I, I don't remember the name of this guy. I think it was uh, uh-huh. Henry Lagus or somebody. So he he talks about this convergence culture, how both come together. People from the older older generation who, maybe I think what they call millennials. I think these days know how to adapt. Mm-hmm. They know how to adapt. They they have seen. Technology evolved from their brick phones to the newest <coughs> iPhone right now. So they would know, like you said, they would know how to differentiate between you know what's <laughs> what's serious, what isn't, because they are used to that human touch, that human interaction. But over time, and yep. especially because of COVID, and more kids <coughs> are you know coming into this world, and more kids are growing up in this COVID time, they, they yeah, lack that human touch. They they lack the ability to learn what it truly means to communicate. And they, all they know is how to text, and then when they when they speak to people, they they can't. You know, they struggle. They just tend it. to rely on social medias. Yeah, man. Mhm. Okay. Which is why, like I say, they just take everything seriously here. Yeah. It's it's a it's an issue which has been quite overlooked, but it's it's something that if we want to move forward, if uh, with I don't know with society, with uh, if you want to move in the right direction, I feel that. They need to rectify these things. They need to control kids. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not gonna say that China is doing the right thing, but I'm saying that maybe they have the right idea with uh, limiting children from using TikTok all the time. You know, like like giving them sort of some sort of time limit on their gadgets. Because I think that's how you bring back that human touch to give them that control. Yeah, to give them to like to find a balance in life itself. We're fully relying on technologies. It's, yeah, I can agree with that. 
Yeah, man. I mean, it's it sounds really far fetched to us. It sounds ironic for us to even say that stuff because I believe that we we would go and you know, I mean, for you it would be Valorant, and I would go on Genshin, and we would just play, and we'd just be like, yeah. And yeah. Then six seven hours go by, we're like, oh shit, what is the time? Yeah, right. going? Why is it so dark or why is it so bright? Yeah, I know, but like honestly, mm, especially for things like social media and all, I feel like. It's not really a bad thing to begin with. It's good, but like the misuse of the languages and sort of stuff just caused people suffering from them. So I think a proper education towards the social media or like help some sort of um, program to help people, help the Gen Z to find a balance in life where they could take something from the internet less seriously, it will help a lot. Definitely. It's like, mm. uh, it's like what, um, I, would, I would quote Jer- Jeremy Clarkson twice here. He has said these two things. I feel like to really help these newer generation, these kids, is to really just try to reconnect them with their parents. Because I remember, I don't know, this is, this is like, because parents, because of COVID-19, parents are struggling, we have to admit. People, yeah. p- people who work are struggling. Yeah. People are losing their jobs. So Jeremy Clarkson says, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, uh, in 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 this context, you would say, get a fast car. You can get home so that you spend time with your kids, so that you get home quickly, so that they don't become glue sniffers. So essentially, what to take from here is spend time with parents should really try to spend more time with their kids, the new, especially for the newer generation. And one other thing is that we always have to remember, any social media platform is full of left wing people with their left wing opinions. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, we can move on to this thing. How would you? I don't know if you had the power. How would you sort of curb British language, or how would you control British language? Mm, controlling British language is more like mm, they should add some restriction in the social medias, and like maybe like some programs that they would it will be allowed to detect if one's comment is actually offensive or unhealthy, then, yeah, then they could take it off. Instead of just letting people to see it and whether, if they want to remove it, they have to report it and all. Mm. I would say in, in hindsight, okay, from, I mean, I'm sure you are aware of a cancel culture, right? Sorry? Uh, cancel culture. Do you, have you, are you familiar with the term? No. Okay, so cancel culture is essentially like, uh, you know, uh, it happened to maybe some Twitch streamers, they might have said uh, the mm. wrong thing, you know, on stream, and then they get canceled oh. for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, as much as I hate cancel culture and all that it stands for, sometimes they may have the right idea, for example, uh, uh, with the whole, after the whole uh, George Floyd incident, you know, and then yeah. BLM for a very left wing I do not agree with their ideals because they take it too far and it's not even related to them at that point but my point mm-hmm. here is that sometimes you know that, that whole cancel culture may it may be a small blessing in disguise by curbing certain terms like let's say uh, I don't think you can openly drop, drop N-bombs these days anymore <laughs> right yeah or even uh, say say I don't know Hitler you know all that all that stuff, right? It's not going to be that open anymore. But it, that's just an example. You know? So in hindsight, there are means of dealing with uh, I don't know with boorish language, I guess. 
so I guess from here let's let's recap what we've gone over. Uh, there are you know bad people in media, but don't take these things too seriously. What what else can you say? What else can you recap from here? Well, um, the call out, sorry, the cancel culture where like it just brings out you just call out people and everyone everything to make people feel like people on the internet the internet feels like they're doing the right thing for calling one celebrity out but sometimes it's just a little bit too broad definitely definitely and mm. also uh, talking about suicide i mean i'm not saying that it's not that easy it's really not that easy to tell someone to not take things seriously because everybody's different and everybody has their own way of thinking but we should yep. try to cultivate a maybe a, a we should try to try to be more, more more tough on them, you know, as they're growing up. These individuals pay more attention to them so that they know that they have people to they turn to. They have self worth. Yeah, and exactly, exactly, self worth, and they they know that you know it's not true, and they are better than all these boorish words flung mm-hmm. at them. Yeah. So, I think. Uh, I think I think that's time. Well, this has been uh, the Danger Podcast. Uh, I'm Evan. I'm Aaron. And uh, thank you for listening. Yep.